0: Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm Chris Matthew, and I am here with the one and only Matthew LaCroix. We decided to come out and have a little hiking show at the Table Mesa in, what is this, Golden, Colorado? Brownside Golden, yeah. Yes, and it is absolutely beautiful out here. What do you think about it, Matt?
1: You know, that's my first time hiking this, and
0: honestly, I'm incredibly impressed that I'm definitely going to be coming back. Yeah, it's, it's definitely beautiful, and uh, Matt could definitely tell my uh, lack of hiking skills because of the amount of times I was winded, but we made it, so we are here, and we're going to have an excellent show for you today. Uh, I thought we would talk about what brought us here to Colorado, and some of the things we got going on. And uh, let's start with you, Matt. Uh, I was very surprised and very happy for you when I found out you were out here. What brought you here?
1: Thank you. Um, Much like you having this journey that somehow wanted to bring you out west, I had the same aspect of being presented with an opportunity to work at Gaia TV and reach a a much larger audience and be able to really use some of my creative, um, evidence-driven information to Really bring the best content I can to try to reach um, hopefully millions of people and really just change this paradigm here once and for all. That's awesome. So, what happened? Did Gaia reach out to you to come out here? Yeah, I actually came out to film uh, a Beyond Belief show with George Nori, and uh, when I was here, I was I went through an interview process out of the blue um, and just was was given this opportunity, and I took a little bit of time to think about it and ultimately ended up selling everything in the east. I came from Maine and just packed everything into an RV and drove 2,300 miles across the
0: country and and here I am. That's awesome and you know we were talking on the way up here about how amazing the universe can work whenever you're doing your passion and you're doing something you're supposed to do and you're doing something that you feel may benefit others it's like the uh, the the energies of the universe kind of help you along you take that first step and it'll take two or three steps ahead for you and get you to that direction you're going and I found you know once I made that decision myself to you know follow my passion and come out here to Colorado, boom, it just all started falling into place. And you were telling me how that kinda happened for you too. Yeah, it is, it's quite magical actually. It's
1: inspiring to think about how, if you put your energy into what you truly believe in, but necessarily, maybe not necessarily something that's not related to the rest of society, but if it's something that's focused on changing the direction that we're going, changing the paradigm, tearing down these antiquated doctrines of history and our perceptions of consciousness and in our place in the universe when you dedicate yourself to that path and you throw all your energy towards it it truly does seem like the universe just provides that path for you and it may not be an instant thing it takes a lot of hard work but ultimately you will find this path will open up for you and things will just sort of fall in your lap and it's quite an amazing experience Tell me, tell me a little bit about how you how you came out here.
0: Yeah, and I know the audience has probably heard a little bit about this before, but I'll make it brief. So I was, uh, you know, as, as many of my uh, audience knows, I was uh, living in Louisiana for most of my life, uh, and I had started doing this show about two or three nights a week as kind of like a fun hobby thing, but it was really my passion. I loved doing it, and at the same time, I, I was working a... A nine-to-five regular corporate day job that was paying my bills it was a, a pretty good job It, you know paid all the bills and uh, got me through everything that I needed to do um, in this you know physical manifestation but I was completely unhappy I was miserable doing the job and it wasn't something I wanted to do I wanted to pursue my passion and do this well <laughs> something quite extraordinary really pushed me to do that uh, It was uh, last year actually um, the beginning of last year, I was in a, um, kind of like a bad relationship. It was, I was getting out of a bad relationship. Uh, this may have actually been almost two years ago now, but anyway, um, I had started getting into meditation and, uh, I really wanted to go deeper into my meditation practices. I hadn't gone, I hadn't been able to really bring myself to go as deep as I wanted to and lose myself in meditation. And, um, one day i was it was a particularly stressful day uh going through the bad relationship i was like you know what i'm gonna do this so i put on 432 hertz tones yeah, nice. i went deep and uh i actually made contact with something um i've come to a different understanding of what it was i made contact with now at the time i thought it was maybe extraterrestrial contact uh I had this uh, most profound conversation with this entity. It was psychic communication, instantaneous. And it was all about, you know, the direction I'm going in my life, the profound changes that are going on on the planet. Uh, It was, uh, you know, the most profound experience I've had in my life. And uh, it changed everything. And this actually happened three days in a row where I was able to communicate with this entity. So, yeah, this was a very profound experience in my life and like I said it was like a, a three-day experience where I had to get confirmation so the next day I went back into a deeper meditation and some of them was telling me to to use water this time so I went in the bathtub and it was like even more profound and yeah. powerful and I not only had a visitation with this one entity but it was like many entities started communicating and sending me these profound feelings of love Yeah, so I'm in the bathtub, and I'm having this beautiful experience with all these beings, and they're sending me profound feelings of love and information, like cosmic information, mathematics, all this stuff, immediate downloads of all this knowledge that I couldn't possibly, you know, understand or break down. It was coming so fast, but I knew it was not coming from me. It was things that I've never experienced. If it was, I didn't know that I knew this stuff. Um, And after that the downloads kept coming all day even though I was not in that meditative state or communicating with these entities anymore (laughs) Um, and then the next day I kind of had my ultimate proof I was sick that day Um, I had a very uh, painful stomach problems I was stuck in bed I was like in a fetal position I couldn't even move for like an hour and I was like you know what let me let me test something I started this meditation, and I got back in touch with these entities and asked them if they could help me heal. And the information they gave me, they are like, yeah, but it's going to be you doing it. I was like, huh. So immediately they started, like, this feeling of love came over me, and it was gone. The, The pain was gone, everything. It was like a major confirmation for me that there's something going on here. I was communicating with something, and the main message to all of this is, I need to make myself happy. I need to get on the right path. And that entailed yeah, for quitting sure. this job, you know. Yeah. So basically I did. I dropped the job, everything. I took out my life savings, and I came to Colorado. And, like, everything happened after that. Uh, this show before, it wasn't barely making enough to get by. And then after we moved out here, it's like, wow, I can pay my rent now then the next month, wow, I can eat too. So all these amazing things started happening. And I attribute that to not only wanting to have that contact experience, but going through with it. And I have a different understanding of what it was that I was communicating with uh, now than I did at the time. What do you think it was? I think it was my higher self and my spirit guides. Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The more I, I learned to understand it, you know, could it be extraterrestrials, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's more of a spiritual experience. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. I like oh, that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, but that's really, I mean, if that wouldn't have happened, I'm not sure I'd be doing, you know, what I'm doing right now. It'd be out here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I actually had something very similar happen to me as well, really? which what led me to this path. Um, very similar actually to your story and I and to be honest, anyone who's watching this right now, I didn't know uh, that story before Chris told me so it was like, wow, that's incredible because so a couple uh, several years ago before I started writing um, just dabbling into a lot of these a lot of these theories and looking into ancient civilizations a little bit just dabbling around here or there. Um, one day I was working at a previous job and working at a mapping company. And I was done my work for the day, and I happened to be driving around this area uh, where I was in the east in New Hampshire called the Ossipie Mountain Range, which is actually a giant extinct volcano, which is where we're actually sitting on right now, too, Yeah, uh, which has a, a really interesting kind of energy. So I'm driving by, and I had this incredibly profound feeling to hike this peak that I could see above me. There was a peak sticking out that, that soared above the rest of the area, and it was just this massive rock area that looked over um, the whole valley, and it was called Bald Mountain. And for some reason, I just had this incredibly powerful feeling to go up to that mountain. Nice. And so I, I pulled the car over, I grabbed my water, and I just took off up this steep trail that wound its way up through, um, through the hillside, and I got to the top. And it was because it was during the during the weekend in, in the afternoon, there was nobody up there. And I, like you said, I just had this really powerful experience to go meditate. And at that point, I had just started dabbling in meditation. I was really just practicing it um, every once in a while, maybe every couple weeks or whatever. And I was just playing around with my energy and seeing what it was like. And I, something told me, sit down here and, and meditate. And just, you know, and that was, all that, that was all the feeling was. And so I said, okay. And I sat down on the mountain and I spent, you know, five, ten minutes and I, I got into that state. And I just remember being in that in that nice, quiet, higher higher conscious estate. But then something truly profound happened. And I have honestly never had anything like this the same kind of way happen again. I've had other things that were profound happen in those types of states of energy. But this was different. It was a different kind of um, interaction. Almost the same as I'd, I'd say what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, a higher self-conscious energy deliberately coming through and providing, um, motivation, information, um, downloaded information to you. Right. Just like you said before, a lot of the things that came through, and I know some people listening to this might be like, you know, that's silly. Like how can something like that happen? But I'm telling you, go into some of these States and beautiful places, go up on top of mountaintops when you're in that right kind of energy and just go try to practice that and see what happens and put your um, put your passions and your energy towards that state because really that, that downloaded information that came into me um, mm. from everything from ancient history to lost civilizations, like sacred geometry, consciousness, the whole thing, it was that moment and, and the, the underlying message that came after of you need to research and write. This is what you need to do. This is, this is what your path is. And so when I got out of that state, I remember feeling the most incredible energetic reaction from that. Mm -hmm. And I went down the mountain and I went home and that day I started writing for the first time, started posting on social media, like aspects of understanding history. And then started writing my first book, the illusion of us. But like you said, what would have happened if those experiences didn't occur? It was like that defining moment that changed everything in our lives. And then a couple of years later, I had the same, um, a similar kind of aspect of, you know, being driven out west to something different, and I got to tell you, anyone that hasn't been to Colorado, has it hasn't been up to the Continental Divide or the Front Range, the energy here is absolutely incredible, and there's something that truly like draws people here, and it's the same thing for both of us. Yes. So I love yeah. how our stories um have a very
0: have a lot of similarities in that aspect. They do. It's very shocking. I I, I didn't know that about uh, your story either, and I remember one of the, um, I guess bits of information that was downloaded during my experience was, and this was, whenever I had my experience, this was right kind of in the beginning of the whole COVID uh, drama nonsense that's, that started happening, and I was, I was told and given these downloads that this situation wasn't going anywhere, and it's probably going to get worse as time goes on, and not only me but there will be many messengers during this time and I was you know a small part of this big movement that would be kind of occurring and going on and as long as I embraced that and and my duty during these times that you know everything would be provided for and, and I would you know be going on my right path yeah and it has things have gotten worse on the outside but I've stayed focused on what I want to do and it's like it's not even happening for you know like different realities, inter- yeah, right? It's, it's yeah. like a completely different timeline that I'm on that the rest of the world freaking out is on. You know? <laughs> I know, exactly.
1: I know the exact same yeah. thing you're saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's quite amazing to, to see. It's I think it's all about your perspective, and you know, if you don't participate in the nonsense, there probably won't be any nonsense, you know.
1: We definitely seem like we're a lot of us that are on this path they are almost existing in a completely different timeline. I I I couldn't agree more. And a lot of those that energy of fear and a lot of the things that are being driven. It just, it doesn't even exist in my, in my world. And yeah. when you don't feel that, you're tr- truly free and you get to pursue that path of higher consciousness without having anything obstructed.
0: I think that, what you just said, is a huge answer for what could possibly be a solution for our future for people. Don't participate in the nonsense, live your best life yeah. like, like, you know, none of this other crap is happening. And it may not, you know. I I truly believe that we manifest our own uh, reality and the things that happen around us, our reaction to our reactions to things, basically, right? So I think that uh, that could be a key to, you know, a lot of the the, the thinking of where we should go in our future. Because I know they're trying to, the mainstream is trying to push us towards a more materialistic, living in a more materialistic reality, fear-based, when if people just don't participate in that and go towards a more personal, interpersonal, spiritual existence, I think that would be the key to to making these changes we want to see, right? Perhaps that's why some of these things are, are, are happening is because of this whole idea that we're moving into
1: this universal state of consciousness like the Maya talked about where we're entering that state where our energy is the highest it can be. And if we're able to just focus on that and tap into it, all all the rest unfolds. And so a lot of that fear and a lot of the things that divide us and a lot of the things that are pushing us through mainstream media and a lot of the other um, aspects of social media... That's to keep us in that lowest state of energy. That's called your root chakra. That yeah. is the lowest state of possible energy you can exist in. If you're in that state, your growth is completely stifled. And I think maybe I see that as the overall purpose, despite you know making money off of different aspects of these um, treatments and I guess whatever you want to call them. It's really more about keeping society locked in this fear division state. I think.
0: Yes, I would definitely have to agree. And on top of everything else that is happening during these times we're also entering times of high strangeness open high strangeness through the media, through our government, talking about UFOs. We've got all these new documentaries coming out about Skinwalker Ranch, places of high strangeness. Paranormal is becoming kind of normal to people, (laughs) (laughs) it seems. And we're entering this age that is coming with a new sense of the metaphysical, right? Exactly. So that is very exciting to me. But, you know, I don't trust a lot of the mainstream information that comes out of it. What do you think is occurring right now with you know both sides of this the the metaphysical and paranormal kind of coming to light as well i think that we're entering a completely
1: different type of reality on this planet it's what's called we're going from 3d third dimensional reality we're moving towards fourth and fifth dimensional reality we're entering this higher state of energy and some have speculated that our our planet and our past have actually been kept deliberately in this lower state of energy through a lot of different mechanisms, I mean, that—that's a long conversation on what those mechanisms mechanisms may be. But one of them has certainly been keeping us in a perpetual state of war, uh, division, uh, conflict, eating really unhealthy foods promoted on us, unhealthy lifestyles. A lot of the things that were were shown through um, through television and through aspects of how we should be living our life is really not how this co-conscious creator being of the universe should really be going about its about its daily activities. Because, like you said. You had that great job that was paying a, a good salary for you, and you you seemingly had a happy life, but you weren't happy, right? Right. Basically. Showing you that that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be following our paths wherever that takes. And some people may be happy in that life, and I and I don't want to push you know um, say that that's wrong for them. Anyone could follow their own path, but for those of us who who feel this need, this wandering to search and find ourselves and find these um, these mysteries of the universe and, and, and our, our position in the cosmos, we need to follow that, that quiet voice inside that speaks to us, that voice that tells us what is a, a good path to go. Because I think when you stay in the linear logical mind, you become almost lost within it. You be, you become driven by these, these outside external forces that push us towards the type of um, reality that maybe is not conducive towards us. So I would, I would advise people, if they're, if they're struggling to find themselves, go find that mountain somewhere. Go find that perfect spot. Sit down. Connect with the energy of the earth, ground yourself. Connect with your higher self. And then just release all your inhibitions, and everything else will flow. It truly is an absolutely beautiful thing to be a part of you know, being a co-creator here in this reality on the cusp of great change. We have to recognize the significance of that moment and we have to understand that we can't wait for that moment to come any other time. This is the time right now because truly when you look at time in a non-linear fashion, time is not simply a a linear line. It's more of a great circle. In reality, if you were to look at it higher, a higher dimensional perspective, the past doesn't actually really exist and neither does the future. It's only this moment that exists right now. And that's why I want people to, you know, get off the couch, get out, get out of the house and realize that time isn't going to wait for us. We have to, we have to be in the moment right now and go And and I know it's scary to do things like quit your job and, 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 change your life in all these radical ways. But you know what? That's the most exciting thing you can do in this life. Take chances, push the, push the limits of what you think is possible in this life.
0: Yes, I have to agree. And I think consciousness, collective consciousness as a whole, is pushing everyone and as as, as a whole, as a collective consciousness, to kind of wake up. It's putting this, this spark out into the universe, into each and every one of us. Some of us are choosing to ignore it, maybe go the opposite direction. Some of us are embracing it. And I think that it is consciousness as a whole that wants us to get back to yeah. source, I guess you could say, back yeah. to this... This light and this this uh, energy that we used to be a part of—that's right—and it, it's kind of bringing us back home, you know. That's actually a great segue. We could talk about the way things used to be compared to the way things are now. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we as a a species used to be more in touch with everything—the universe, yeah. uh, magic, ourselves. Uh, we used to know have knowledge, great knowledge of the stars without you know telescopes and technology. Where did all of this go? You know, is it just suppressed in us and then it's starting to emerge again, you think?
1: Yeah, it's actually quite a beautiful story, but also a sad story at the same time. When you really look, and, and this is one of the things that I'm doing at Gaia, we're trying to recreate and really look at what is the true story of humanity? How far back does it go? how many times has, civil, have, has civilization risen and fallen and then subsequently even disappeared in some, in some aspects? And when, when you really look at everything from cuneiform tablets to the Popovu and the Vedic texts and all the way around to Nagamati scriptures and you look at all these ancient texts, you look at all the megalithic structures in the world and the remnants of these lost cultures that disappeared and there's just this base of stones left from them that are cut in precise ways with technology that we can't even utilize today. When you see that, you you look at it, you say, this story that we're told in school, this story about human civilization coming from simply animals and being nomadic hunter-gatherers and and then deciding to stop at places like Gobekli Tepe in Turkey and then just create a grand civilization with agriculture and a, a, a cosmic library of the zodiacs of the stars, that didn't happen by accident. That didn't just happen on a whim. That's because the entire story we're told is wrong. It's incorrect, it's antiquated, and it doesn't make any sense. You can radiocarbon car- date soil samples from Gobekli Tepe to a lot of other ancient sites of the world, and you find that their dating is, is over 11,000 years old. But that doesn't make any sense because our entire stories of civilization is supposed to fall into a 6,000-year window. That's more than double, and, and here's the thing. Gobekli Tepe and that dating is just the very beginning of us understanding how far back the story goes. You look at something like the Uroch list of kings and sages. Um, uh, you look at Barosh's work, the uh, the, the priest known as Barosh's who came out of Babylon. You look at the Sumerian king list. You get three different hard pieces of evidence sources that talk about this ancient time long ago that even predated things like Gobekli Tepe by thousands of years. What well, we're talking about are truly lost civilizations that have risen to great status of energy and consciousness and have been destroyed through things like potentially war and great catastrophes that have occurred on the earth. And every time that those happened, subsequent cultures tried to rebuild again. But that knowledge was more and more lost every single time. And so what we found was that before long, this current epoch that we're in right now, call it call it four or 5,000 years, this epoch that we're in, this current rise of civilization, we're almost like the children of our former selves. We're the children of men. We're this little fragment of what we used to be connected to the vast cosmos. And really, when you look at the sophistication of those cultures, yes, maybe they didn't have potentially computers and cars driving around everywhere, but that doesn't really, it doesn't really provide a measurement for sophistication. Really, if you think about it, that's a materialistic sophistication. How about their sophistication of aligning precise blocks with the
0: stars? Yeah, we probably had more efficient technology, you know, if you think about it.
1: That, that's right. I mean, and, and back then, they didn't have all these distractions that we have today. It was, think about it, without light pollution and going up in a place that we're sitting right now, your, universe of, your universal library would be the cosmos. And it's, it would be a completely different type of reality. And I think what we're doing right now that's so beautiful, Chris, is that we're trying to get back to that at this very moment. And that's what's so important about entering this age of Aquarius. And I think individuals like you and I,
0: we're an important piece in getting there. Definitely. I would definitely have to agree. And you you know, you look at what's happening right now with all the discoveries being made. I was talking to Muhammad Abraham the other day, and he was talking about evidence of a skeleton that was found that was over a million years old, Homo sapiens sapiens. I mean, you think about that. If, if they had modern Homo sapiens sapiens that existed millions of years ago, how old are we talking from, for advanced humans to be, you know? They have advanced uh, evidence of advanced tools over 500,000 years ago. It's like, you know, this Earth could have been going for you know billions of years and we wouldn't we wouldn't know because of all the cataclysmic resets that have occurred over the times and we could be due for another one in the future right
1: yeah that's that's so true like if you just if you were look at a work which i highly recommend out of babylon he actually um, if you were to add up the kings he gives a, he gets a king's list that even goes further back than the sumerian king list he gives a list that goes over 400,000 years ago and that may seem completely impossible and mind-blowing to some people to consider, but we got to understand that people and DNA and bloodlines were very different in consciousness. We're very, very different back then than they are now. It's not the same. We can't measure us living to around 100 years or 110 years as this defining uh, aspect of what we are. And like you were saying, when we look at these different time periods of um, the catastrophes that wiped out, you know, the dinosaurs back, you know, hundred. 60 million years ago and we look at what what happened in between that though. how We're talking about millions of years of time in between those catastrophes that alter the entire axis of the planet providing seasonal changes and creating this entirely different aspect where um, totally different species started dominating and where those species came from is a completely different conversation. We have to look at it as like was that a, like a deliberate event to, to alter the entire future of the planet to allow this this future of homo sapiens sapiens to, to become dominant here and have that story unfold. Um, it is really interesting because it really does seem like the earth uh, we're playing it's a much bigger grand stage than we understand. And it's part of something where our story may, may be fundally, fundamentally important to the entire outcome of the universe. And I know that seems like a bold thing to say, but in every ancient culture around the world talked about the significance of what role we will play in the future. And you were talking about these cyclical cataclysms. Yes, it seems like every between every twenty thousand years and up to every twelve thousand years, somewhere in the wiggle room of that, there seems like we get these cyclical cataclysms. Whether or not they're based on planetary alignments or coronal mass ejections from sun sun changes or asteroid and, and comet impacts, maybe all the, everything in between. But those events seem to have wiped out these these civilizations over and over again. And those uh, those beings, those individuals that lowered kingship and created civilization and provided knowledge to all of them, it seems like that stopped a long time ago and, so, and that's why every culture that came after was less and less understanding of this, of this information and that's why we, we lost ourselves but to, to finish what you were saying about this point where people are going to potentially be afraid of where we are now we're definitely going through those, those, those changes right now of the earth however I really will tell you, and I know that other people may disagree with this statement, but I feel that everything that I've looked at with the technologies that we have available to us and the prophecies of where we're supposed to go, that this version, the fifth, some would argue it's the fifth version of humanity, according to the Aztec and Maya, this is the one that's supposed to make it. Despite all the, which seems silly, right? With all the being lost so far in in materialism and how how much we've we've fallen from where we used to be I mean, why should this version make it right. it's, it's the one that's destined to make it because you know what, if you have a great story that's how, you, that's how you would have that outcome be, the last moment when you think nothing is going gonna, is gonna to possibly work to have this unfold the way it should it will, and I think that's why I, call, I, I talk about how like my latest book is called The Stage of Time this truly is a great stage here and I think we're being watched from all over the cosmos, it is truly like the greatest story ever told
0: Yeah. And I would have to agree. And you, you mentioned the the creator beings In, in your thoughts, do you think that those creator beings are still around somewhere in the cosmos and still watching, like you said, and, and watching humanity evolve?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I highly recommend if anyone hasn't looked into George Smith's work. He was the first Assyriologist to translate Sumerian cuneiform in over a thousand years. It had become an isolated, dead language, and no one knew how to speak or write it. And so George Smith spent years and years and years studying as many tablets as he could, and in in the 1870s, he finally cracked the code. He figured out how to, how to read it. And what he found was this entire story that unfolded, that talked about completely different aspects that we had never been told before. And subsequently, though, in other cultures, if you went around and you dug into some of their older stories, like the Pope of Vu, you do find parallels to that in a lot of other stories, but not in the comprehensive records like the Sumerians and Akkadians left. And what they stated was that there were creator beings that came from elsewhere, uh, potentially uh, the Pleiades, Sirius, uh, Orion we don't we don't fully know there's only little bits of evidence that are left over from that because of how ancient these are but they state that they came here and they basically decided to create s- this new type of civilization in their image this new being that could embody um, having consciousness of the cosmos but being a physical being, body to experience a physical reality and that's a challenging thing because if you think about it If you're living in this third-dimensional reality that we exist in and you are disconnected from that source of your higher consciousness, it's very easy to get lost here and to forget who you are. So I think a lot of this is about remembering rather than relearning for a lot of individuals.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. That's that's very well said. I would definitely uh, have to agree with that. That's very profound to think about that and that, you know, we could be... Basically, the same divine spark and the the same type of entity that are deciding to just incarnate during these times, right? Exactly, and that's
1: that's the beauty of it. Is I think that was one of the purposes of why we were created. Because if you let's just say you're a being that exists outside of time and space, mm-hmm. you are you can go anywhere you want. You can you can see everything. Um, what what some, what some people might not wrap their head around or understand is. I think one of the greatest burdens to that is boredom, is boredom of experience. And so therefore, what would be the greatest single experience you could have would be to incarnate into a lower dimensional being like us and to try to navigate through here and forget everything, seemingly forget everything you know. Yeah. And then hopefully along the way, those those things start to come back. But that's a beautiful thing because there's so much risk involved. And I want to explain that for a minute. The way that the incarnation works, according to the ancient cultures around the world, especially the Egyptians, is that if you incarnate here into this reality, and you're a higher dimensional being, which I think a lot of a lot of individuals are here, are not really uh, earthlings as right. we think they are. Okay, yeah. we could be beings from all over the cosmos. Consciousness is eternal. You think about that, though. If they get into this incarnation cycle of being here as a human, the chances of losing yourself and being and going down a path of completely forgetting who you are and and losing that path is, is very easy to do. And that's what's so exciting about it, though. That's what's so exciting about those moments of do you choose to come back here and then literally get stuck in the incarnation cycle until you can figure out a way to get out of it? It's a huge risk. But those risks are worth the rewards because think about what you can do. We, Everyone here has the ability to truly become a hero of our reality. to truly become one of those individuals that changes the entire timeline and that's worth the risk in my opinion
0: yes yes very well said um man matt i am having an awesome time out here with me you too today. man Thanks. this is a great place this is a great hike and a great experience um i'd like to before we close out i'd love sure. for you to tell us some of the things that you're going to be doing with gaia and anything else exciting you got going on sure
1: yeah so gaia brought me in for one primary purpose They wanted me to bring in as much evidence-driven content as I can. And that's what I'm there for. I I am here to recreate the timeline of humanity and to try to bring back all the bits and pieces of this puzzle, along with so many other researchers that have done this great work, to try to understand what this story is, to try to understand what role we play. But then on top of that, the most important aspect is to have a platform that has the ability to truly change the world. And you have the same type of thing. Forbidden knowledge news. We're all these little nodes that are part of a greater source that is trying to change this entire reality here. Because honestly, if some of these individuals weren't here doing this work, you know, where would this story go? We're all playing that, roles in that. And I, I firmly believe that everything that it's about to come is going to really shake things up. So everybody get ready because the the great party of, of higher consciousness it's just begun here we're truly on the precipice of greatness
0: yeah we are and I was talking to somebody about this the other day ever since I was a young child the only real intuition that I knew I've always had is that I would be living during some times of extreme high strangeness yeah, yeah. interesting times yeah and they're coming to fruition right now so exactly I guess that feeling was right you know well perhaps that's why you're here at this time right right? Yeah, I think that's why a lot of us are here at this time.
1: Right? This is this is the the great party. This is when it's all all the excitement is here. This I couldn't think of a better time to be here right now. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah. The more I think about it, the uh, the more I feel the same way. And Matt, thanks for coming out today. This was hey, fantastic. Let's we do it again. Do it again. Man. again. Absolutely, yeah. I love all it. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you.